Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Something happened to these people. Something quick, something fast. Somebody grabbed my ankles and dragged me out the bottom of the bed. Somebody's physical here. We just can't rest in this house. Most of the problem is upstairs. We're gonna try to fix this, okay? This place is bad, bad. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy going on. Something bad's going to happen. My name is Amy Allen. There's panic, and it's almost like a butchering. I see dead people. They all died horribly. I speak to dead people. Get out of here! And they speak to me. Vicious. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. It doesn't matter where you are, I'll find you. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve DeShavi. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. This guy's a real piece of work. And I know every person, every house, a secret. I feel like I live in a house of hell. It's my job to reveal them. This is not good. But Steve and I never speak. We never communicate during an investigation. Until the very end. I want my life back. When we uncover if it's safe for you to stay, is he trying to kill her? Or time to get out. Oh my God. This is going to kill us. I'm out here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Amy and I got called in by a woman named Lisa. Now, this is a hard-working, salt-of-the-earth sweet woman. She's also scared out of her mind. Told me the activity in her house is so violent and out of control, she's barely getting any sleep. And now whatever's in the house is attacking her grandchildren, and that's where she draws the line. She says we're her last hope, and she's praying that we can help. Before Amy arrives, I clear the house of any leading information. Family photos and personal items can influence her findings, so it's important that I cover or remove them all. 
When I'm done, the location will be ready for tonight's walk. There's a lot of people, dead people. And they're cognizant, uh, conscious entities. They seem agitated when I try to talk to them. This one guy wears like a bowler hat. He kind of is a troublemaker. He's an instigator for the dead and the living. Well, Lisa, I'm glad to be here. You sounded really upset on the phone. Now that I'm here, tell me what the hell's going on. I'm being attacked. My granddaughter's being attacked, and my daughter is being attacked as well. I know something's here, and we need your help, and that's why I called. What kind of things are we talking about? We're hearing walking, doors slamming upstairs, opening and closing constantly, and I'm being touched. Our household is being turned upside down, and, you know, um, my kids don't even want to come in here. They, when they do visit, they don't want to stay long. Okay, so let me ask you a question. When you moved here, was there somebody else living here? When we first moved here, it was an empty lot, and they just built the homes in 2006. That changes my investigation a lot. Who exactly is living here with you? My daughter, Tamara, and my granddaughter, Kayla, okay. and my um, ex-husband. Your ex-husband? Yes. Are you guys in the same bed? No. He sleeps in the spare room, and lately he started sleeping on the couch. We've spoken to him about it, to ask him if he's seen anything, and he just says, you know, I don't want to talk about it. All we do is argue. I truly believe it's the house that's causing all of this. Now, Lisa, a lot of couples break up. What makes you think it's paranormal? Well, we've been together for 36 years, and his attitude that he has now since we moved in this house has changed dramatically. Now, what are you hoping we can do for you? Help me find out what's going on in this house um, so we can have some peace of mind and be able to sleep in here. And I just want my family back. Mm, there's panic, stress, panic, panic. Bad, bad. These people who live here are very open, uh, and they are being extremely influenced by the dead, which Instigator Guy loves because he can do whatever the f he wants. There's uh, a woman or maybe more screaming upstairs. They're freaking out, and the other person in the house is in denial. Uh, this instigator guy is very focused on this person who is in denial. He them all the time. And the person who's in denial knows this. It's real nasty. Okay, so what's going on in here? We hear the refrigerator opening and closing um, constantly, and no one's in here. Okay, so... Like that? Just like that. Now, I've seen a dog actually open and close a refrigerator. You got we animals? We don't have any animals. Okay, no. so you got no animals in the house? None. What about your ex-husband? Did he hear it? Yes, he's heard it. And I'll say, did you hear it? And yeah, it could be with the wind or it could be, you know, just Okay, like... so he's just being a stubborn man. Yes, you? exactly, okay. yes. Would he talk to me? He says no. He's okay. adamant about that. He just will refuse. Okay. There's like... 
a lot of stuff going on up here. Instigator guy can do a lot. He can open and close doors. And um, I think living people, if they're kind of sensitive, would kind of feel this. And they're like, ah, that's freaky. He thinks it's funny, but it's something really evil. So why'd you bring me into this room? I've seen an old lady in the closet, in my closet right there. She looked to be in her 80s. She had gray in her hair, and her hair looked like it was curly. Oh. She had almost like a witch nose. It was long, long. yeah. She kind of looked sinister. Well, how the hell do you go to sleep knowing there's a head in your closet? I take sleeping pills to help me sleep at night. Are you sure that the stuff you're taking is not giving you? I know without a doubt it's not those. I don't know how you're even dealing with that, but what else is going on in here? I um, was on my back in the middle of the bed, and I was being touched. Um, my breasts were being touched, and I saw this shadow figure get off of me. I looked to my left, and I saw this gentleman uh, standing to the left, facing the window, and he was well-dressed. And he smiled at me, and I just lost it, Steve. I just started cursing him, then he just disappeared after that. And it was hard to talk about. It is. It's really hard to sleep in this room at night. It's really hard to be in this house. You weren't just touched. Yeah. You were physically assaulted yes. sexually. You just can't rest. We can't rest in this house. I mean, you got to be going out of your mind thinking about your granddaughter. Yes. And your daughter being here mm -hmm. as well. Yes. And that's my biggest worry. Are you afraid that maybe something's happening with them? Something already has. This person's not sleeping. The living person's afraid of this dead guy and the instigator. He really comes on full force. He does creepy stuff sometimes, you know? Explain that more. What do you mean? One thing I see is like a shadow going up the wall, going up the ceiling. He's done things like go under the bed. Has he grabbing? Not a good area. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. 
burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So Tamara, I was talking to mom about the activity in the house. Mm-hmm. Now, you live here with your eight-year-old daughter, Michaela. Michaela, yes. Okay, and she's autistic. Is she's that right? autistic. Okay. Here's a picture of her. This is her? This is her. No, she's cute. Thank you. She won't sleep nowhere else. Okay, so she stays in bed with you? All the time, yeah. What about you? Any experiences that you can share with me? Yeah, I seen an old lady. Okay, your mom mentioned an old lady. Which one are you seeing? She's hunched over. She got um, salt and pepper hair. Okay. She's very, like, in her 80s looking. She got wrinkles. Okay. So when you see her, does she rec- does she see you? Yeah. And what does she do? I feel like somebody's stroking my hair. Okay, is it like a gentle touch, though? Yeah. Like a motherly love touch. But then when I roll over to see if it's my daughter, she will have her back towards me. Okay. Facing this way. So it's not her. So it's not her. There are a couple of dead people that are hanging around because these people are so easy to be influenced. I think it's a female. The only thing I can see in her in her aging is her, her hair turns white. Kind of a witchy look, like her nose and chin kind of witchy looking. Do you know if uh, the living would have any interactions with her? Yes, I, I do believe they would. <laughs> I got pinched. The older woman is being physical to a living male here. She won't leave him alone, really. Uh, She's always like pinching, prodding, poking. She doesn't like him at all. Like he feels stalked. She feels like she's protecting a living female from this living male. I think dead lady feels like this dude shouldn't be here because he's no good for this living lady. Yeah, she hates him a lot. Well, sweetie, let me ask you another question. I was talking to mom, and she's, she's had some physical things happen to her. Yeah. What about you? Um, I was in bed sleep. My daughter wasn't home at the time. She was with her dad, and now... I felt like somebody grabbed my ankles and dragged me out the bottom of the bed, and I hit this right here. Okay. Look. You okay? Oh, honey. All right. Okay. You all right? I hate talking about that. You okay? I'm right here with you. Nothing's going to happen while I'm here. Okay. Okay. My heart is beating fast. 
I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I'm going crazy sometimes. I'm dealing with this, you know? Like, why is it happening to me? That's how you feel, like. Right. How often is this physical stuff happening to you? Um, I would say every day. I'm seeing another dead person, and he's very distinguished looking. He comes in here because um, he wants help and he wants to leave. Uh, he does feel trapped here. Why does he come here? Because I think one of the person has abilities. He's inducing panic attacks because he's super force forceful at night because uh, that's when he can get to this person. I think that they do see him. Um, and I think they hear him, and, you know, I do see him getting physical. <sighs> and I think this person is, like, sees him, like, you know, shaking the bed. Instigator guy wants to be friends with this distinguished guy, you know, and the other guy's like, would you just leave because I want to leave, and I'm, you know. Even though at times I think they've seen them both, like, at once. Um, so... Yeah, there's a lot of crazy going on. How are you dealing with this? I'm trying to deal with it. And I think the reason why I haven't given up and left is because of my mom. I don't want to leave her here by herself. Okay. You know, and um, at the same time, I'm worried about my little girl because, you know, she sees things too and she screams out monster. I don't know what else to do. Like, I'm so afraid of being in this house at nighttime or even in the daytime. You mean alone? Yeah. Okay. Like, I'll sit in the car really? when people leave, because I... Oh, Come here. That's okay. You know what? We're going to try to fix this so you don't have to sit in your car no more, okay? Okay. It's frustrating, too. I don't want to do mess with my daughter. The second I get to a new location, I start making a bunch of calls. I reach out to cops and historians to help me out with my case. So I just got a call back from a genealogist who says one of the first owners of Lisa's property has a story I'm definitely going to want to know about. Alyssa, you mentioned this guy, Edward Cap had a tough go of things when he lived on my client's property in a house that's no longer there. Edward was born in 1843 in Ohio and came with his family to Pittsburgh. And then he joined his father in the printing business. Then he met Sadie, the love of his life, and marries her. And uh, they move on to the property you're investigating in about 1872. You mentioned on the phone there was a lot of tragedy involving Edward Kaplan's family. What do you mean? He had lost uh, four out of his seven children and his wife. His second-born daughter, Ida, died in 1875 of scarlet fever. This is Ida's death record. Then we have uh, Harry, who dies at age nine months. And he dies of summer complaint, which is a colloquial term for salmonella contamination through breast milk. And then nine years later, Dalton is born, but dies at five weeks old. And he dies of malnutrition. How did Sadie take all this? I don't think she took it very well. She was only 41 when she passed of uterine cancer. This is uh, Sadie's death certificate from 1893. She also died on the property. Yes. So then his namesake, Edward Jr., 
dies in 1920 as uh, a young man due to a blood disorder. Oh, jeez. So, Lisa, at this point, this guy's been through a lot. What happens to him? He dies in 1922 of uh, stomach cancer. I uh, found his will, and there's something very interesting. The estate owed $707. So he dies uh, broke, dependent on his children. You aren't kidding about a tragedy. I mean, he loses four of his kids, his wife, and then dies broke. The distinguished dude. Something with the newspapers and stuff with him. I think it was the business he was involved with. He was always traveling or living in different places. He would have money and then he wouldn't have money. Like, he feels like people are after him. I think he's here because he wants help. So he wants to get moved on. He doesn't think he's doing anything bad. So far, I know one of the original owners of my client's property suffered one crushing tragedy after another. Losing his wife, four children, and all of his money. But I need to see if there's something else. Searching through old records, I find the death of a 14-year-old right on my client's property. I'm on my way to meet with an archivist who did some digging on this 14-year-old kid's death on Lisa's property. Turns out that's only half the story. She says after the kid died, his dad went on a downward spiral and got hooked up with an infamous con man. Well, Joseph Selsner moved onto the property with his wife, Eleonora, and their four children. He owned a butcher shop. And then in 1890, the same year he moved onto the property, he was appointed a meat inspector by the U.S. government. The kid. What happens to him? Well, in 1893, his eldest son, Christian, contracted typhoid fever. And here's his death record. Now, you mentioned on the phone that after this guy's kid died, uh, he got hooked up with some comment. What do you mean by that? What was going on? Well, he got involved with James Larson, a medical quack. A quack? Why do you call him a quack? Well, he wasn't an actual doctor. Before he even met Solzner, he was arrested in St. Louis and fined $250 for practicing medicine without a license. So now, why did Solzner even hook up with this guy? What was the story? He had a fall at work and ended up hurting himself and developing rheumatism from that injury. By 1919, it all catches up to him. He's paralyzed and bedridden, and he spends the next three years of his life like that. And in 1922, he dies of cerebral hemorrhage. What about his wife? Well, she ends up spending the next six years of her life alone, and she dies in 1928 of a stroke. Okay, so if I got this right, this poor woman loses her son at who's 14, then her husband loses it and winds up hanging around with this quack doctor. Then she has to take care of him because he's bedridden for three years. He dies, and then she's alone for six, and then winds up dying from a stroke. No, it sounds like she's the biggest victim in this whole mess. The old lady. She's very upset, very angry. I think she lost her family. The old woman who tortures the living man in denial likes to hang out down here. She's angry that I'm here, but I'm starting to see what she was like in life. She's talking about, about the meat. Yeah, she's showing me just how, I guess, how it was, and she's showing me putting slabs of meat down here, and this is weird. All I know is that she literally is, like, in love with this house. She loves this house. 
I think she was very lonely. I feel bad. I like see her like talking to wall and stuff. I don't know if she was mentally ill or she went crazy. Lisa's house sits right across the street from train tracks. Believe me, you can hear it. Now to cover all my bases, I reached out to a train expert to look into it for me. I wasn't expecting much, but he just called me back and he said he found three deadly accidents on those tracks. So, Professor, you mentioned on the phone that you found a lot of accidents regarding the train tracks right across from my client's house. From the opening in, in 1883, there was constant death, constant injuries at this place. The railroads were always considered to be very hazardous. Okay, so what about the first one you found? James Gaddy, 1891. He's on the train tracks, taking a shortcut. Uh, gets off the tracks when a train's coming, and then is surprised by another train, which will take his life. Jeez. What are the other ones you found? Well, there's a, one in 1905, which is a catastrophe. It involves over 100 men. They're waiting for the train that usually takes them to work. Okay. But they're on the tracks waiting for it. All right, so what happened? So it's early in the morning, very foggy, and another train is coming behind them. In a matter of seconds, they start pushing out on each other. And of course, some people don't get off the tracks and strike them. There's three killed and two wounded. All right, so what's going on here? So many people are hanging out in the lawn, and there's a lot. Do you know who these people are? No, I don't know yet. Um, I would probably put them at like, um, between 1900 up to like uh, 1920. A lot of them work together. Uh, they know each other's families. I'm trying to understand, like, why are they all together, you know? Uh, usually when they're all together like that, they all died together, but... Okay, so that's two pretty bad accidents so far. What else did you find? It's, it's a very sad story, very tragic story. It's going to happen in 1913, around Christmas time. There's a young couple, uh, John, and Dorothy, and they're coming back from church, and they decided to cut across the tracks. And suddenly, he saw the train barreling down on him and Dorothy. He decides to sacrifice himself. He pushes her out of the way, and he's struck. His arms are broken, and skull is fractured. Wow. So we got five deaths and a lot of injuries associated with my client's property with these train tracks. I mean, that's a lot. Yes, but that's just what's in headline news. I could show you where a brakeman was killed, a flagman was killed. There's, there's plenty of deaths that go unreported. It, it was pretty much a death trap. I'm trying to figure, figure out their deal. Um, something about church with them, going to church. But something happened to these people. Something quick, something fast. There's some kind of walkway here. Some kind of walkway uh, that they're following. But I feel like everything should move back. Like, I feel like everybody take a step back, and I don't know why. 
During my walk, I saw dozens of dead people, but what has me the most concerned is the living person being tortured in the master bedroom. At the end of the bed is a dead guy. He's agitated. And then there's another dead guy who's under the bed, shoving his knees up into the mattress. Okay. Is this what you saw? Yes, that's what I saw. Now that Amy and I have completed our investigations, we're ready to reveal our findings to each other and our clients for the first time. Amy, I'd like you to meet Lisa. This is her daughter, Tamira. Now, obviously, we're not in their house. The reason for that is Lisa's ex-husband, who lives with them, didn't want us around all of a sudden, and he's not happy about the investigation. But these guys know they got a problem, a serious problem. The activity is bad in their house, and it gets worse by the day. They call us in because they want to know if it's going to be safe for them to live there. Okay, right now I'm going to have Amy tell us a little bit about her walk and see what she uncovered. I went into the house. I felt a lot of stress and panic, a um, lot of anxiety. I did get that there are people in the house who are very open to the dead there. I heard um, a word right after I walked in, and the word was denial. And um, this is associated with a particular person in the house. They've had experiences, but they are just like completely denying it to themselves and to everybody else. And this is causing a lot of the yelling and Fighting. It's obvious who she's talking about, Lisa. Yeah. <sighs> My ex-husband. Yeah, when we talked to him about what we've experienced in the house, um, he just sometimes just ignore us, and it's really gotten worse. But the arguing and the anger, and that's constant. Uh, you said people in the house are open? Tamira's got an eight-year-old daughter named Michaela. And... Um, hmm. I have a picture of her. She's a beautiful little kid. This is Michaela. Now, Kayla's also autistic. Would that make her more open to the dead? She um, refuses to be in the house by herself. And when we are in the room, she will point to a certain corner and say, a monster. You know, and that cheers me up, because I don't know what to do. Okay, baby. I don't know what to do. It's my baby. I love her to death. So it's frustrating. It really is. There's three uh, main conscious entities that hang out in the house. One of them is a female. She kind of has like a witchy kind of look, so like a bigger nose and chin, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And um, as soon as I hit the top of the stairs to the left, there's a room. That's all ex-husband's room. I went in there. And she was telling me how much she hated this male. I think dead lady feels like this dude shouldn't be here because he's no good for this living lady. She hates him. Well, obviously, the woman she's talking about 
It's the old lady. It's the old lady you've seen mm -hmm. and you've seen. Yeah. Describe it to you. In my closet, I saw this old lady, I just her face, um, looking at me. It was like smiling at me, but it was real wide. You could actually see her teeth. Now, who do you think this woman might have been when she was alive? She was talking about how attached she is to the property. And then when I went down into the basement, she was going on and on and on about how she used to store her meat down there. She was indicating that her entire family died. Um, I think she died alone. Now, you mentioned something in the beginning about meat and how this lady was attached to the property. What you said kind of makes sense because in 1890, a woman moved onto the property and lived in a different house with her husband and her son. Her name was Eleanor Selzner. Her husband, Joseph, owned a butcher shop right around the corner. Oh, okay. And later on became the meat inspector for the state. Interesting. Now, you mentioned she lost her family. Now, she did lose her son at the age of 14. He died from typhoid. His name was Christian. And he died in 1893. Now, right after that happened, the husband, he had gotten hurt in an accident at work and he developed rheumatism. And this guy wound up being bedridden for the last three years of his life. Now, in 1922, he dies. This is that certificate. Now, Eleonora uh, lived alone for six years until she finally died from a stroke in 1928. So, does that sound like the woman you ran into? Yeah. So the next person that I met was a guy who I kind of called the distinguished gentleman. His whole thing is that he wants help and he wants to leave. You guys are so open in this house. He's keyed in on that. So one of the things that I saw him doing was trying to get, you know, the living's attention. Not only is he trying to reach you guys, but other people are trying to interfere with that, dead people. And so this pisses him off even more, and then he gets really agitated, and he starts acting out a little bit. And so what he'll do is scream and yell. He will sometimes cause or create panic attacks. You had that look on your face when she said panic attack. Because I feel like that a lot. Like, as soon as I walk in, I'm like, my, I can feel my heart speeding up, and and then it kind of like, you know how you feel your heart kind of skip a beat? Yeah. That's how it feels. And he, he wants them to move him on? Well, you know who he really would like to have him move on is your ex. My dad? Mm-hmm. Wants her father to move him on? Wait, huh? So now you're telling me that he's probably got abilities. Oh, wow. Do it. Okay, so now the guy that you saw, you said it was distinguished, well-mannered. Um, yes, yes. Who was he in life? Any idea at all? He was traveling a lot, like, for work. Um, and then he was showing me how, like, sometimes he would be really wealthy and sometimes he'd be really poor. Like, it was always fluctuating for him. I think that his work was something around or to do with newspapers. Now, you said this guy was a traveler. 
uh, had something to do with newspapers and that at points of his life he had money and then didn't have money, had money. Now, the only guy that comes to mind on the research on the property is this guy, Edward Cap. He came here from Ohio in the 1840s. He wound up operating a printing press for a local uh, publishing company. Now, right after he moved on to your property in 1872, things took a turn for him. Um, everybody started dying. I got death records here for his wife and four kids that died during the time he was on your property. Now, in 1922, he died of stomach cancer. Now, you said this guy had money, but that he lost it. And I was able to track down this guy's will. And when you look at it, he actually died owing $700. He died broke. Is it possible this could be the guy? It's possible. I mean, the newspaper thing is interesting. Now, that's two people. You said there were three. So who's the third one? Yeah, the third guy is... I called him the instigator. He does have a bowler hat on. I saw him inside. They actually messing with the living and like really just trying to start. And his thing too is like he really likes the drama. So he, you know, he wants to see the fighting and the yelling and the, all this. Some of the things that the instigator guy likes to do is uh, he does like to make a lot of noise. Um, he will go under the bed and grab. I can't stand him. Now, you pretty much nailed everything these guys were experiencing. Tell her what happened. I was sleeping, and I didn't have my daughter with me. And I felt like somebody grabbed my ankles and just pulled me to the bottom of the headboard. And the other thing is, she was touched in an inappropriate manner. I was sleeping and I just, something, felt like something woke me up and I just felt um, myself being touched. To my right, this um, dark figure got off the bed um, and then it disappeared. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I had a sketch done of a scene that I witnessed in the bedroom, and both of the dead guys were in there, the distinguished guy and the instigator. Oh, jeez. Take a look at this. <sighs> oh, gosh. I can't leave you. I've got this is there. I can't leave you. It's okay, baby. That's why Amy and Steve is here to help us. So, Lisa, when we first met, you said you wanted your old life back. Yes. But now you know what took it away. The big question here is, what can you do to fight back? This way, you, your daughter, and your granddaughter can live there safe. Uh, for that, I'm going to turn it over to Amy. What you're going to do is you're going to find a medium. The first thing that they need to do when they come over is move the old lady on. The medium's objective is going to be reuniting this woman with her dead 14-year-old son. So you would think it's Eleanor? Yeah. Sol's done, okay. Yeah. Once that's done, the medium's gonna be working on moving 
the distinguished gentleman on. And when she does that, it'll go very quickly. Because he's looking to go. Yes. Okay. Then you have the instigator guy. He's going to put up a fight, but the medium will be able to force him out of your house. After everyone's been moved on, I want you to take this tar water and put this at every entrance, including the windows and doors. This will keep all of the dead out forever, okay? Yes, sir. I got a question for you, yep. ex-husband. How's he gonna react to you having to bring in a medium? Um, I'm gonna find out. He's stubborn. He's not gonna do it. Then he'll have to deal with it. Yeah. I'll probably move because I don't want to deal with it anymore. So let's say her ex-husband stays there and they leave. Have fun. If he stays there, I would not ever go to that house and visit him. Ever. Because you'd be walking into a storm. Literally all the focus would just be completely and utterly on him. Last night, I... I straight up called home. I was like, you're selfish. He is selfish. Because, you know, this is happening to your granddaughter and you don't even care. You know, Lisa, normally I would ask you, are you going to take Amy's advice? But in this particular case with you, it's not that simple. No. But are you at least going to, you know, try to talk to your ex-husband about this? Yes, definitely. I will. Okay. I will. You going to help her, Tamara? Yeah. Removing the dead is extremely important if Lisa and her family ever want to find any peace. I can only hope her husband realizes this and allows the medium to come in and deal with the evil that's terrorizing this family. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.